What's up, Kentucky hikers? It's aspiring to fit into my newest t-shirt, Mike, here with your Kentucky Hiker Project podcast for Thursday, September 22nd, 2022. That's right, I bought a t-shirt over the weekend that doesn't quite fit. LaFonda says I need to lift for it to look good, and since that ain't gonna happen, I'll just wait until I get to my weight goal and I can look super boss. As it is, it's a little tight around the belly if you know what I mean. Anyway, this episode is benefiting Kentucky Natural Lands Trust, a nonprofit organization whose mission it is to expand our public lands, and we're going to help them out with a thousand bucks so they can add another acre for the good guys. That's us. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the six hikes that we did over the course of the weekend in Red River Gorge and the Boy Scouts of America, uh, which I think is a great organization, uh, much maligned and rightfully so over the years, but uh, still out there teaching some great skills and really enjoyed seeing those guys, those kids out on the trail. Anyway, um, so I kind of look at a complete weekend of hiking to include uh, some big views, arches, and then a waterfall or two. Uh, anytime I'm hiking in Kentucky, especially eastern Kentucky, because that's where most of those landforms can be found. So over the weekend, I did six hikes. Uh, sunset at Military Wall Overlook. This overlook has a number of different names. I think it's also called uh, Martin's fork overlook uh it also goes by unnamed overlook anyway it's a nice little spot off of uh, gray's arch trail very well trod and uh wound up being a really nice um sunset and so i had hiked to the top of military wall uh via tar kill and if you ever go on tunnel ridge road you can actually take that little trail there's um there's a interpretive trail uh you know right off of the parking lot and then if you go beyond that you can actually go out to the top of military wall um, there's a really kind of a dicey scramble to get over to the uh, final edge. I went with Ratana. I think she mentioned divorce one time because it was pretty thick uh, with the underbrush. But anyway, uh, it's, it was neat to go out there because um, you know I'd been to the top. I'd off, of course hiked to the bottom of it. There's a little quarter mile spur um, off of uh, the Martin's Fork trailhead there. And so um, to get a different perspective, it was really nice, especially at sunset. And so you can uh, check that out. On the website, I did post that, and then uh, we did sunrise at Chimney Top Rock twice, and it's mainly because we had fantastic conditions in the morning. So whenever you're in Red River Gorge and you have clear skies and still air, then you have a good chance at having some nice river fog develop. And so that was the case over the course of the weekend. We had fantastic weather each day, um, nice warm sunny days, and then cool uh, evenings, and so it was actually perfect. Then we took in Sunset at another unnamed overlook. I think that one, um, you could call it Not a Tunnel Road Overlook. There's a lot of different names that you could give it, um, but it's just an unnamed overlook, and that one comes off of Pioneer Northwest. It was kind of neat because um, <clears throat> we often see campers back there, um, you know, people set up, but often uh, people go back and camp and they don't know anything about the overlook there, which is actually a fantastic little sunset spot. And so it's just, it's an easy off-trail hike. It's not hard to navigate. You do, uh, you know, come across a lot of brush and that kind of stuff while you're back there. Uh, but it's a nice spot and there is just a small little scramble there um, right at the edge of the cliff. And so if you have young kids, maybe not the, you know, at least position yourself to make sure that they don't take a tumble over the edge. But anyway, um, I documented that on the old website. You can look it up under Pioneer Northwest. It's on KentuckyHiker.com. And so that's been out there for a number of years. I believe it's also in the Black Book, Hinterlands, um, from Gerald Goodpaster. So uh, we also did Hanson's Point to Gray's Arch, that loop. That's also on the old website. You can check it out at KentuckyHiker.com and just search uh, Hanson's Point, and that'll come up. That's a seven-mile loop, about 1,400 feet of elevation gain. And uh, Hanson's Point is just a fantastic place. It was kind of funny. We had a big group out there with our yogis in 
uh, for the weekend. But um, I, when we stopped at kind of the intersection of Pincham Tight and Rough Trail, there were, I believe, three hiking groups that just made the wrong turn there. So they went um, right instead of left. And, uh, and so they just kind of missed the turn and then eventually backtracked and we saw them pass by again to get to the correct trail. But Hanson's Point, that's uh, going to be added to the official trail system at Red River Gorge. It was scheduled, I believe, for last year's development and uh, some things got in the way. And so we'll see whenever that actually comes to fruition. Um, it could be as simple as just installing a few signs and then adding a few blazes. Uh, but if you do go back there, just know that uh, navigation-wise, it's really simple. Start out at the Pincham Tight Trail, make a left on Rough Trail, drop down just a, a short little bit, and before you start going downhills in a serious manner, um, there's a little turn off there by Big Deadfall, and uh, you can just follow that ridge line out. It's a right at the first two big campsites, and then uh, you just stay left to get out to the final point uh, at the end. So it's actually a, one of the easiest... Uh, Hikes, I call it the easiest five miles in Red River Gorge because it's all on Ridgeline and uh, it comes out to a fantastic spot. It's also a phenomenal place to be for sunrise, which I've done that before with my kids and that was fun. So anyway, um, and then we uh, closed out the weekend with a little bit longer effort. It's about nine miles, maybe 16, 1800 feet of elevation gain. I haven't looked at the trail uh, stats yet, but uh, basically did the point-to-point um, -point hike from Creation Falls uh, Rock Bridge, you know, did added in Turtleback Arch and then finished up at Angel Windows and that was all via Swift Camp Creek Trail. I will tell you that uh, the last time I visited that was a number of years ago and so there's definitely been additional erosion and so I was planning for a travel time of about 20 minutes per mile. It wound up being closer to 30 minutes per mile and that's just because of the uh, level of erosion that has taken place there. Uh, I'm not sure what Forest Service will do in the future with that trail but typically it's a bunch of pickaxes and some humans out there. Um, you know, basically swinging those pickaxes uphill and expanding the trail. Uh, the only issue is that uh, through sections of that, it's really getting pretty narrow. So eventually I would imagine there'll be some type of a, a more significant reroute uh, will be needed, but that'll be a few years down the road. Um, anyway, as far as the skills segment uh, and Leave No Trace, we're just going to put them into one. So while we were out this weekend, the Boy Scouts were out in force. And so there are a lot of people out there. Uh, a lot of kids, youngsters, uh, you know, backpacking and really uh, enjoying their time out in the woods. Um, what was neat was we saw them on Friday night as we were heading out for our sunset hike, and they had dropped in uh, to you know set up camp and all that stuff around the Gray's Arch picnic area, and then um, and. Uh, it was kind of neat because the next day we saw them on rough trail and so it's kind of uh, interesting with the boy scouts that you would go straight to what would be uh, the toughest trail in red river gorge in terms of elevation gain uh, footing is really nice on rough trail and so that's always a bonus uh, and you know there are a lot of smiles on those kids faces and here's a little bit of history that you may not be aware of so did you know that the first boy scout troop in america was formed in kentucky specifically in Burnside, Kentucky. And so there's a historical marker out in Burnside uh, that you can read, and, and uh, you know, just paraphrasing, this is what it says. Before Boy Scouts of America was organized in 1910, a troop of 15 had been formed in Burnside, Kentucky in the spring of 1908 by Mrs. Myra Greenbow Bass. Using the official handbook of English scouting, she guided them hiking and camping like scouting today. Known as Eagle Troop, Horace Smith was the, was the leader. 
Insignia was a red bandana around the neck, and it's reputed to be the first American Boy Scout troop. And so you can uh, take a look back in history. You know, over 100 years ago, there's been uh, Boy Scouts here in the United States and the first troop uh, from right here in Kentucky. And so I also find it interesting that the leader of that first, uh, you know, uh, group was Mrs. Myra Greenbow Bass. And so while I see a lot of uh, hiking groups for women and that kind of stuff, uh, the fact is that women have been out there hiking uh, for a very, very long time. And so, you know, there's uh, one of those things, don't be afraid to get out in the woods, you know. Um, but the Boy Scouts were great. This, the, you know, heard all kinds of different conversations as they passed us on the trail, everything from talking about Pokemon to school and all these other things. And so it was just neat. Everybody had a smile on their face and seemed like they were having a good time. Um, the troop leaders looked like they were getting a little bit tired, <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the Boy Scouts themselves, uh, they looked like they thoroughly enjoyed their time out there. So, <clears throat> you know, as far as Leave No Trace goes, what was really neat about this group is that they, uh, they you know, hiked single file, uh, observed all the rules. I didn't see any trash left behind. And in fact, uh, throughout the course of the weekend, the gorge was actually extremely clean. Um, the between the campsites were cleaned up on Sunday as I passed through them. Uh, I didn't see any fires left uh, still burning, which is often common uh, in Red River Gorge. And then I didn't see a lot of trash or uh, little little bits uh, anywhere out there. And so that was pretty nice. And one of the things, so I did look this up on the Scouts website. And so Leave No Trace, that ethic has been added into everything that they do. Um, from the scout handbook on through to uh, trip plans and that kind of stuff. And so I thought that was <clears throat> pretty neat uh, to see. And so they've, um, you know, the main thing with Leave No Trace is just to remember that uh, when we talk about Leave No Trace, there's the seven principles and they are principles. So they're not hard and fast rules, but they're really designed to get you to think about how you travel and camp um, you know, out there in nature, and then also how you interact with your fellow humans when you're out there on trail. And so these Boy Scout groups were pretty large, and then, you know, we had a pretty decent-sized group out there that we split up. And, um, you know, so when you have large groups and that kind of stuff, it's really simple. It's just, you know, everybody kind of stays together. Uh, you try not to be too obstructive, and then, you know, you just let other people pass when needed. And so um, we there were a ton of people out on Rough Trail, which I thought was fantastic. It is one of the... Uh, I most beloved trails and so uh, in Kentucky and so a lot of people love that trail um, what's interesting though is that on that trail itself there's not a whole lot to see other than some of the interesting geology some rock shelters you know some sandstone windows but off of that trail um, there are tons of different uh, overlooks you have Gray's Arch a little bit off the trail Hanson Point is off the trail on another spur the veranda there's uh, just a ton to see if you take a little bit extra time off of uh, the main thoroughfare there so to speak and um, and it's also a fantastic training trail uh, if you're ever interested in heading out to rough trail you can also sign up for the rough trail uh, trail races which occur the first saturday in uh in december and so you can do the 25k course which kind of stays down uh, in the gorge and then the 50k actually goes all the way out uh, to Oxier Ridge and so it's a pretty expansive course definitely not easy to meet the time cutoff um, but you can also go out and hike it as I've done in the past and it's a, it's a really neat course with plenty to see especially if you add in some of the extras but getting back to the Boy Scouts um, you know I was a scout growing up and uh, did Cub Scouts did Boy Scouts for a little while didn't make it all the way to Eagle Scouts wound up doing some other things probably drinking some beers uh, by then 
But anyway, uh, it was neat to, you know, kind of uh, know that there's still people out there, you know, keeping up the scouting tradition. And it also got me uh, looking into the Boy Scout handbook, which I wish I had my original one from back in the day, because uh, it is actually chock full of great information. Everything from, you know, how to tie knots, how to start a fire, all of these other things. And of course, in the, uh, you know, the, the rabbit hole that is the internet, I went back and looked at the original handbook, which was from 1911 or 1914. And even that thing was a monster back then. It was, it's, uh, the evolution of that handbook has been to reduce the size of it um, over the years. And so the latest edition, which I believe is the 14th edition, uh, is actually shorter and it may be the shortest edition so far. And so it'd be kind of neat to go and pick those up. Maybe that'll be something I'll do over the winter time. Um, but you know, Boy Scouts, it's great. Um, I think that, uh, those guys, you know, everybody that was doing the, you know, doing the hike, all the adults, they did a great job, you know, of, uh, basically moving them through the forest, uh, at a nice pace. You know, I didn't see anybody out of breath or anybody that was really hurting. Um, and it, they had full packs. So these weren't small packs. Uh, these little guys were carrying full packs and it was really neat. And then I posted a uh, little comment on that on Instagram. And there were plenty of uh, people who, you know, messaged back and said, hey, that was my kid out there. They saw you out there, whatever. And so I think that's kind of neat. So while I do generally enjoy uh, quiet trails and solitude when I'm out there and we're doing social things, um, you know, that's always nice to see other people, especially when it comes to uh, little guys like that uh, out there crushing it. And honestly, uh, the pace that they were hiking was was pretty good. So uh, I think it also shows that, um, you know, it's nice to be young and in shape. So anyway, so this is a quick one on the uh, podcast. Just kind of want to drop that out there. You'll see some of these hikes coming up uh, over the course of the next week. Got my son coming into town. So that means I'll be in town which means that I won't be hiking. And so I'll actually be able to get caught up on some of this stuff. I think there's maybe 20 hikes now that I need to add to the uh, website. So eventually I'll get there. Um, in terms of fundraising, the total donated to Kentucky Natural Lands Trust now stands at a big old 260 bucks or 20, 26% to goal. So we're past the quarter pole at this point, which is nice. And so this has been the Kentucky Hiker Project podcast. If you'd like to sponsor an episode, submit an ad, or give a shout out to one of your fellow hikers, go to the podcast page at kentuckyhiker.org slash podcast and hit the sponsor and episode link. I can write the copy or you can do it yourself. And uh, we'll have our actual sponsors begin on episode 15. And so I didn't want to start it this week. Episode 13 is kind of weird. And then 14 is just an odd number, but I like 15. And so we'll start at 15. Uh, you know, coming up here in a couple of weeks. Anyway, thanks so much for listening and uh, enjoy this fall weather. It's nice to be out there. Uh, it was hot as could be yesterday. And then today woke up to nice cool temperatures. And I see some lows in the 40s with highs in the 60s and 70s in the forecast, which is just ideal. Anyway, thanks so much for listening and have a great day.